A pleasant good morning to each and all of you, and welcome to another edition of MLB Morning Coffee. From the Ocean Avenue studios here in San Francisco, California, this is Greg Mraz, your host. Happy Wednesday to each and every one of you. We've got baseball to talk about, but before we get into that, a couple of housekeeping items. Make sure you write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. They help our metrics out tremendously. Also want to remind you to go back and listen to some of our past Evergreen episodes. We've got a lot of great content, some great interviews there, so we hope that you do enjoy that. Well, it was an interesting start to Tuesday as Major League Baseball announced that the Marlins as a team, would be put on the shelf until at least next Monday. The Marlins, as of yesterday evening, had 19 positive COVID tests amongst their players and coaching staff. So their series against the Baltimore Orioles has effectively been wiped out, as has the Phillies series against the New York Yankees. The Phillies are not cleared to return to play until Friday, barring any positive COVID tests. So the Yankees are going to end up playing the Orioles in Baltimore instead of the series that were supposed to be happening that week. The Nationals have also declined to go down to Miami to play the Marlins starting on Friday. So the Nationals, after they are done with their series against the Blue Jays, are going to be off until Friday. So there's a lot that's going on. There's a lot that we have to get into in regards to actual baseball, but it is important to note that the Miami Marlins are on the shelf and Major League Baseball is going to be operating at least for the next week with 29 teams and for the next three to four days with 28 teams. How this changes going forward is something that basically MLB is flying by the seat of their pants and something they probably shouldn't have been doing in the first place. But We are here to give the recaps of the games. We are not here, at least today, to editorialize. That is for another episode. That is for another time on this podcast. So let's get into it. We'll start off in Cleveland, a doubleheader between the Indians and the White Sox. And Cleveland has gotten off to a nice start thanks to some timely hitting and some really solid starting pitching. He got the fastball that time and smoked it. Deep right center field, and goodbye. Francisco Lindor puts the Indians on top 2-0 with his first home run on the year. Boy, he fooled him badly on that first pitch changeup. He came back with a fastball, and Lindor was sitting on it. Francisco Lindor's two-run homer in the bottom of the first inning put the Indians up 2-0. They would not relinquish the lead as they beat the White Sox 4-3 in Game 1 of the Twin Bill at Progressive Field. The Indians would add on to their lead in Game 1 thanks to a Bradley Zimmer solo shot in the bottom of the second inning. Aaron Savali got the win for Cleveland. He allowed two runs on seven hits in six innings, walked one, and struck out nine. Indians pitchers struck out a combined 14. Brad Hand picked up the save, going one inning, allowing one run on two hits, not walking anybody, and striking out two. Dylan Cease took the loss for the White Sox. He went two and a third, allowed four runs on seven hits, didn't walk anybody, struck out one, and allowed two homers. 
Offensively, Francisco Lindor goes two for four with two RBI, both coming on that two-run homer. Carlos Santana goes two for two with a run scored and two walks. Bradley Zimmer goes two for four with two RBI and a home run. He also scores one run. And Cesar Hernandez goes two for four with a run scored. For the White Sox, Tim Anderson goes three for five with three runs scored. Yoan Moncada goes two for five. He did strike out three times, though, and Luis Robert, two for four on the afternoon for the Pale Hose. However, that was just game one of two. The White Sox had a chance to get revenge in game two, but they did not do so because Adam Plutko, in a spot start, was phenomenal. He allowed two runs on five hits in six innings, didn't walk anybody, and struck out four. He allowed two homers, both solo shots, as the Indians beat the White Sox 5-3 in game two of the doubleheader. Carlos Rodon took the loss for the Pale Hose. He goes three and two-thirds innings, allows five runs on four hits. He walks three, strikes out four. Indians scored three runs in the bottom of the first inning. Francisco Lindor had an RBI double. Carlos Santana hit a two-run homer. James McCann hit a solo shot in the top of the second inning to make it 3-1 in favor of Cleveland. But Oscar Mercado had a two-RBI single in the bottom of the fourth inning, putting the Indians up by four, a lead they would not relinquish. Jose Abreu did hit a solo homer for the White Sox in the top of the sixth inning, and Nicky Delmonico had an RBI single for Chicago in the top of the eighth. The Indians are 4-1 and one to start the season. Meanwhile, the White Sox are 1-4. and four. The Chicago Cubs have gotten off to a great start to the season, in large part due to some fantastic offense. To the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati for the Cubs and the Reds. Just swung at a 3-0 pitch, sends it high and deep to right field. Castellanos at the wall, it's gone! Javi Baez with an opposite field homer. So he beats Garrett, and it's 5-2. One of two homers that Javi Baez would hit on the day as the Cubs beat the Reds 8-5 to improve to 4-1 on the young campaign. Cincinnati, who had high expectations, they fall to 1-4. Cubs jumped out to a 1-0 lead in the top of the third inning on a Nico Horner RBI single. They extend the lead to 2-0 as Jason Kipnis drove home a run with a single in the top of the fourth inning. Reds tied the game in the bottom of the fourth on a Nicholas Castellanos two-run homer. Castellanos the former Cub, but the Cubs ended up taking the lead in the top of the fifth on a Kyle Schwarber RBI single. They extend the lead to 4-2 in the top of the sixth on a Nico Horner sack fly. And then that call you just heard, Javi Baez's homer made it 5-2. Baez hit his second homer of the game in the top of the ninth inning to make it 8-3. The Cubs also got a homer from David Bodie. The winning pitcher for the Cubs was the starter, Alec Mills, who allows two runs on two hits over six innings, walks two, strikes out three. The loser, Cody Reed, for Cincinnati, he allows two runs in one inning of work, one walk and one strikeout. Tyler Malley, who started for Cincinnati, allowed two runs on six hits, in four innings with one walk and four strikeouts. For the Cubs, Javi Baez went three for five with three RBI and three runs scored. David Bodie and Jason Kipnis each with two hit games. Nico Horner goes one for three, but he had two RBI on the ball game. For Cincinnati, Nicholas Castellanos went two for four with two RBI. Freddie Galavis went one for four with a two-run homer.
it's been a solid start for the Tampa Bay Rays, and they look to improve to 4-1 and one against the Atlanta Braves on Tuesday evening. We go to the drop for Tampa and the Atlanta Braves. Liner into right field. That's in there for a base hit. Kiermaier scores. Lyle's going to head to the plate. He will score, and the Rays take the lead, cashing in on the opportunity. Susugo driving in a pair, 2-1 Rays. That Yoshitomi Tsutsugo single was part of a five-run third inning that vaulted the Rays to a 5-2 victory over the Atlanta Braves. Tampa has won four in a row. They are 4-1 and one on the season. Atlanta is now 2-3. and three. Winning pitcher for Tampa, Peter Fairbanks, who goes a scoreless fifth inning, allows one hit, doesn't walk anybody, and strikes out three. Yoni Terrenos gave up one unearned run in four innings of work. Four hits allowed, two walks and four strikeouts. Kyle Wright takes the loss for Atlanta. He allows five runs, all of them in the third inning, on four hits. Walked three, struck out three. He lasted just two and two-thirds innings. Tampa had a hit parade in the bottom of the third inning. They just continued to piece it together as the Rays, a very balanced offense, are off to a solid start in 2020. Tampa had only seven hits. Four of them coming combined between Sitsugo, who went two for four with two RBI, and Jose Martinez, who goes two for four with an RBI as well. Joey Wendell went one for four with an RBI. Kevin Kiermeyer one for two with a walk and a run scored. For Atlanta, Ozzie Albies went two for four with an RBI, and Alex Jackson got his first major league hit. The former Mariners first round pick went two for three in the ball game. It was an eventful night last night in Pittsburgh as a rain delay and an 11-inning ball game were the deciding factors in the Pirates' defeat, but Pittsburgh would have the last laugh with a late rally on Tuesday evening to PNC Park for the Pirates and the Brewers. Oh, and Frazier launches one. Clear the deck. Cannonball coming. Out goes Frazier. Adam Frazier's two-run shot makes all the difference as the Pirates come back and beat the Brewers 8-6. Milwaukee led the ball game 6-2 going into the bottom of the seventh inning. Pittsburgh tied it with four runs in the bottom of the seventh and then took the lead on that Adam Frazier two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth inning. Derek Holland got the start for Pittsburgh. He allowed two earned runs on two hits over five and two-thirds innings. He walked three, struck out five. The Brewers got the start from Josh Lindblom. He lasted just three and two-thirds innings, two runs on three hits, three walks, and five strikeouts. The winning pitcher for the Pirates out of the bullpen was Jeff Hartlieb. He pitched two innings of scoreless relief out of the Pittsburgh bullpen. Corey Knievel got the blown save. Bobby Wall took the loss as he allowed that two-run homer to Adam Frazier. Offensively, it was a pretty quiet night all around. Cole Tucker went two for four with two runs scored for Pittsburgh. He was one of two Pirates that had multiple hits in the ballgame. The other was Brian Reynolds, who also went two for four. For Milwaukee, they only had five hits in the game. Keston Hiura had three of the six RBI. Orlando Arcia had two of the other RBI in the game for Milwaukee. Pirates are 2-3. Brewers are 2-3. 
Oh, by the way, I may have buried the lead here. The Astros and the Dodgers played tonight at Houston's Minute Maid Park. And let's just say that given the history and everything that's gone on in regards to the Astros and the sign-stealing scandal, let's just say there was no love lost between the two teams. Heated at bat, and then Kelly with a, a little something for him at the end. Suck his tongue out. There you go. And uh, bench is empty, DK. So, again, you can hear something came from Houston's dugout. Yep. And then, so Joe Kelly just, you know, blah, blah, blah. look at Carlos Correa swung at two bad pitches. You know, now everybody's coming out and everything. And, again, you remember Correa is the guy that when there was that discussion earlier in the sea, you know, when things came out, Bellinger made a comment, you know, Correa publicly and on tape said, if you don't know what's going on, you ought to shut the F up. I will say this. The audio does not do the clip justice. Joe Kelly strikes out Carlos Correa, and then Kelly walking back to the dugout is like going, nah, nah, nanny boo-boo, sticking his tongue out at Carlos Correa, and then you hear the corresponding commentary about what Correa said to Cody Bellinger. In any event, in the grudge match between the Astros and the Dodgers, Los Angeles wins 5-2. to two. Dodgers scored all five of their runs in the top of the fifth inning. Solid day for A.J. Pollock as he goes 3-for-5 with a run scored. RBI in the game for Mookie Betts, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, and Chris Taylor. Betts went 2-for-4 with a run scored. Corey Seager goes 2-for-4 with a run scored and a walk. Winning pitcher for L.A., Brewster Gratterall, as he goes one inning of scoreless relief out of the Astros' bullpen. No walks and two strikeouts. Walker Bueller got the start. His season debut was cut short. He goes 56 pitches, two earned runs on three hits in three and two-thirds innings, one walk and three strikeouts. Framber Valdez takes the loss for Houston. He allows two earned runs on four hits, three total runs in four and a third innings, one walk and two strikeouts. Carlos Correa himself did have a good day. He got the Astros on the board in the bottom of the second inning with a solo shot and then had an RBI single in the bottom of the fourth inning. He was responsible for both of Houston's RBI. Alex Bregman, by the way, was thrown at in a 3-0 count in this ball game as well. My guess is there is still some violence to come in this series. As you know, the Dodgers are not happy about what happened between them and the Astros in the 2017 World Series. By the way, I don't think Joe Kelly was the right guy to be throwing at any Astros considering Joe Kelly was a part of the 2018 Boston Red Sox, who, by the way, also got caught. Yeah, not the best look. Well, let's move on to Washington for the Blue Jays and the Nationals. 1-1 from both, and a breaking ball hit high in the air, left center field. The outfielders collide, and where's the ball? Is it out? The ball is out. It's a home run for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. First homer of the season for Vladimir Guerrero Jr., one of two homers the Blue Jays would hit on the day, the other for Lourdes Gurriel as Toronto beats Washington 5-1. to the Nationals are 1-4 in defense of their 2019 World Series title. Blue Jays are 3-2. Toronto scored one in the second, one in the fourth, one in the fifth, and two in the eighth. 
Tanner Roark gets the win for Toronto. He allows just one run on three hits in five innings, doesn't walk anybody, and strikes out five. Blue Jays pitching struck out 11 Nationals in the game. Austin Voth takes the loss for the Nats. He allows two earned runs, three total, on four hits, five innings of work, no walks, and two strikeouts. He did allow both homers. Washington ended up using seven different pitchers in the ball game. Blue Jays, meanwhile, ended up using only four. Offensively, nobody for the Blue Jays had multiple hits, but Rowdy Telez had the only multi-RBI game as he went one for four with two RBI. For the Nationals, the only player with a multi-hit game was Trey Turner. He went two for three. The Nationals as a club had just four hits. Well, the Red Sox pitching continues to falter at home, and the Mets continue to find their stroke to Fenway for the Mets and the Red Sox. And J.D. flies one toward the right field corner, slicing toward the pesky pole, and it hits the pole for a two-run homer. J.D. Davis off the pesky pole. His first home run of the year. And the Mets now have a 5-1 to one lead. That J.D. Davis homer would power the Mets to an 8-3 victory over the Red Sox. It was the only homer that the Mets hit in the game, but New York is 3-2. Boston is 1-4, all of their games having come at home. David Peterson picks up the win for New York. He goes 5 and 2 thirds innings, allows two runs on seven hits, walks two, strikes out three. Matt Hall, the former Tigers prospect, takes the loss for Boston. He allows three runs on three hits in two and two-thirds innings, walks two, strikes out three. Red Sox pitching has just been atrocious early on. They allow ten hits to the Mets. New York scored three in the second, two in the fifth, and three in the eighth. J.D. Davis, the highlight star of the day, as he goes two for three with that two-run homer and two runs scored. Also of note, Robinson Cano goes two for three with an RBI and a run scored. In defeat for the Red Sox, Kevin Pillar has been a nice pickup. He went three for four with an RBI and a run scored. Jose Peraza goes two for four, and Rafael Devers goes two for four, and he scored a run. By the way, I should mention Kevin Plawlecki, the former Met, goes three for four behind the plate for the Red Sox. Well, after missing the series in Oakland over the weekend, Anthony Rendon made his Angels debut on Tuesday night at the Big A against the Mariners, and Rendon did not disappoint. This one's out toward the corner left field. Got a chance to go, and it does. Big fly for Anthony Rendon. First as a halo. 10-2 to two Angels. Indeed, the first Angels home run for big money free agent Anthony Rendon. It did not matter, though, as the Angels roll the Mariners 10-2 to at Angel Stadium. Seattle 1-4 to start the year. Angels are 2-3. and three. Winning pitcher Ryan Buchter out of the bullpen for Anaheim. He went one scoreless inning, struck out a batter. Losing pitcher Justice Sheffield for Seattle. He allows four earned runs on three hits, walks four, and strikes out two in three innings of work. Patrick Sandoval got the start for the Angels. He allowed one earned run, two total runs on four hits in four innings, one walk, and four strikeouts. 
For the Angels, David Fletcher, a two-for-three performance with a run scored and two walks. Anthony Rendon, one-for-three with that two-run homer, two walks, and two runs scored. Albert Pujols also hit a homer. He goes two-for-four with an RBI, a walk, and two runs scored. For Seattle, Kyle Lewis had a two-for-four performance. The perennial favorite for American League Rookie of the Year is off to a very solid start. Dylan Moore went two for four with a run scored as well for Seattle. We now take you to Detroit for the Tigers and the Royals. That's number one. Another one to center. Phillips racing back. That ball is gone over the bushes. A two-run shot. His first as a Tiger. First home run in a Tigers uniform for Jonathan Scope, Christian Stewart, added the go-ahead two-run homer as the Tigers edge out the Royals 4-3. to Tigers are 3-2 and two to start the year. Royals are 2-3. and three. Winning pitcher Tyler Alexander, he goes two innings of scoreless relief out of the Detroit bullpen. Tyler Zuber takes the loss for Kansas City. He goes one inning of three-run baseball out of the Royals bullpen. Walks one, strikes out one. He gave up both homers, one to Scope, and one to Christian Stewart. Jose Jimenez picked up his third save for Detroit. Kansas City had just five hits in the ball game. Detroit had just six. Only multi-hit game between the two sides was Cameron Mabin, who went two for four in right field for the Tigers. Now let's go to Minnesota for the Cardinals and the Twins. Gee, that's a weird matchup to say. Right field, retreating is Fowler. Looking up, and that ball is gone. Donaldson drops one into the basket. A solo home run, his first as a twin, much to the shock of Carlos Martinez. Donaldson's first homer in a Twins uniform helps extend the Twins' lead to 6-0. They would go on to win by a 6-3 score. Minnesota is 3-1 to start the year. St. Louis is 2-2. Twins got the scoring started in the bottom of the second inning, a Byron Buxton fielder's choice ground out and a Max Kepler RBI single. Then Josh Donaldson hit a sacrifice fly to make it 3-0, and Jorge Polanco hit a two-run homer to extend the lead to 5-0. Donaldson's homer in the bottom of the fourth made it 6-0 at the time. Offensively on the day, Jorge Polanco 2-for-4 with 2 RBI. Donaldson 2-for-3 with 2 RBI. Max Kepler 1-for-4 with 1 run batted in. On the pitching side of things, Homer Bailey got the win in his Twins debut. He allows 2 runs on 4 hits in 5 innings, 2 walks and 4 strikeouts. Carlos Martinez took the loss for St. Louis. He allows 6 runs in 3 and 2 thirds innings, 7 hits, 1 walk and 2 strikeouts. For St. Louis, it wasn't all bad. Tyler O'Neill hit a home run, his second of the season. O'Neill on the day ended up going one for three with two RBI, and Tommy Edmund went two for three with an RBI. Edmund hit his first homer of the season. We now take you down to Texas, where Arizona's Merrill Kelly almost had himself a no-no. It's the Diamondbacks and the Rangers. Center field, that's a knock. Here comes Walker Peralta, dropped down to the sixth spot. And he delivers an RBI with two outs, make it 3-0 D-backs.
that David Peralta single made it 3-0 at the time. Arizona would add on one more on a Steven Vogt RBI double. The first three runs for the Diamondbacks came in the first inning. Arizona goes on to win 4-1 at Texas. D-backs are 2-3. Rangers are 1-3 to start the year. Start of the show was Merrill Kelly, who carried a no-hit bid into the seventh inning, only to be broken up by a solo homer from Rugnet Odor. Final line for Kelly, 7-2-thirds, three hits, one run, one walk, seven strikeouts. He threw 104 pitches. Archie Bradley got the save for Arizona with a scoreless ninth where he struck out the side. Kyle Gibson takes the loss for Texas. He ends up giving up three unearned runs in five innings, three walks and four strikeouts on five hits allowed. The reason why the runs were unearned is that Christian Walker reached on a throwing error with two out and two runs scored. That allowed David Peralta to single home Walker to make it 3-0 Arizona at the time. Cattell Marte was the only D-back with multiple hits in the ball game. However, seven of the nine starters ended up getting hits for Arizona. For Texas, just three hits apiece with Rugnet Odor with the only RBI. Colorado had a nice series in Texas, and they carried on the success to Oakland, where they faced off against the Athletics on Tuesday night. Curveball high in the air, deep right center field. Take a good look. You won't see it for long. Sam Hilliard is struck, and the Rockies lead it 3-1. to one. That Sam Hilliard two-run homer broke a 1-1 tie in the top of the fourth inning and gave the Rockies the lead for good. Colorado beats Oakland 8-3, Rockies 3-1 to start the season. A's are now 3-2. This was a back-and-forth affair early. Nolan Arenado a sack fly in the top of the third inning. Mark Canna then followed with a sack fly in the bottom of the third to tie it at 1. But it was all Colorado from there on out. That two-run homer from Hilliard Made it 3-1, to one. then Daniel Murphy in the top of the fifth inning had an RBI single to extend the lead to 4-1, then Ramil Tapia hit a sack fly to make it 5-1 Colorado. Winning pitcher Antonio Senzatella, he allows two earned runs on six hits in five innings, three walks and three strikeouts. Daniel Mengden takes the loss for Oakland. He allows three runs on five hits in four innings, two walks and four strikeouts. Some offensive highlights, Charlie Blackman goes 2-for-4 with a walk and a run scored. Daniel Murphy, 1-for-5 with an RBI. Ryan McMahon goes 2-for-4 with a run scored. Ramil Tapia goes 2-for-4 with an RBI and two runs scored. Star of the night, though, Sam Hilliard as he goes 2-for-5 with two RBI. Tony Walters ends up with an RBI double late in the ballgame, top of the 8th. He went 1-for-4 in the game. For Oakland, the only multi-hit performances were from Ramon Laureano, who's gotten off to a great start to the year. He went 2-for-5 with two runs scored. Matt Olson goes 2-for-3 with a run scored and a walk. Final game of the night in San Francisco between the Padres and the Giants. And man, is Fernando Tatis Jr. one heck of a joy to watch. And Tatis drives this one to right field down the line. Back goes Davis at the wall. That ball is gone. A three-run home run for Fernando Tatis Jr., and the Padres take a 3-1 lead with one swing of the bat. His first home run of the year for Fernando Tatis Jr. Tatis's homer gave the Padres the lead for good. They would add on two more thanks to a Will Myers two-run homer in the top of the fourth inning. 
Both homers given up by Giants starter Jeff Samarja, who took the loss in the ball game, allowing all five runs in four innings on four hits, one walk, and one strikeout. Zach Davies gets the win in his Padres debut. Two earned runs, three total on five hits in five innings. No walks and five strikeouts. Drew Pomeranz picks up the save by striking out the side in the ninth inning. Giants had seven hits. Padres had just five. For San Diego, Tatis one for four with those three RBI. Will Myers with the two-run homer. He goes two for four with two runs scored. For San Francisco, Wilmer Flores a two-for-four performance with an RBI. Mike Yastrzemski goes two for three with two runs scored. And Mauricio Dubon goes one for three with a run scored. That is your recap for Tuesday, July 28th, 2020. Now let's take a look at today's ball games. Sonny Gray for Cincinnati also looking for his second win. Brewers at Pirates, 7.05 Eastern Time. Brandon Woodruff for Milwaukee against Joe Musgrove for Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay is at Atlanta. They are doing a home-and-home. Home. Charlie Morton for the Rays. Mike Soroka for the Braves. Red Sox are in New York. They're also doing a home-and-home home against the Mets. Nate Ivaldi for Boston. Jacob deGrom for New York. Dodgers in Houston again. Dustin May for the Dodgers against Christian Javier for Houston. Royals in Detroit again facing the Tigers. Danny Duffy for the Royals. Matthew Boyd for the Tigers. Yankees are in Baltimore again. This was a game that was a modified game because of the cancellations of the series with the Phillies and the Marlins for each of these two teams respectively. Garrett Cole for New York. And I'm trying to pronounce this guy's name, Asher Wojciechowski for Baltimore. Not Wojciechowski or Wojnarowski, but Wojciechowski. I am also Polish, so I should be a master of pronouncing Polish last names, although I'm not sure that his last name is Polish. Anyways, I did not mean for that to be offensive. In any event, Cardinals in Minnesota taking on the Twins. Daniel Ponce de Leon for St. Louis. Rich Hill makes his Twins debut for the Twins. As opposed to making them for somebody else. I know that's redundant. Padres at the Giants at 645 Pacific time. Chris Paddock for San Diego. Johnny Cueto for San Francisco. And finally, Mariners at the Angels 710 Pacific time. Justin Dunn makes his season debut for Seattle. He'll be squaring off with Andrew Haney for Los Angeles. That is your slate of games for today. We hope that you enjoy another day of baseball. We hope that we have no more positive COVID tests and that we get more positive news soon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll catch you tomorrow morning.